And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. It is a tremendous joy and honor to welcome to the program a person you've probably heard before, Flicker Ron. She is an internationally known vocalist. She's a composer, a sound healer, and a best-selling author. She's also been listening to the show for a long time, and I consider her a dear friend. She got me through uh, living hell two years ago. <laughs> Things are really crazy. Flicka, welcome to the show. Back to the show, actually. Thank you, Ryan. It is just a wonderful to be here with you, and thank you for inviting me to talk about what I love, and that's music Welcome and healing. Excellent. You can learn more about Flicka by going to our website at flickaron.com. And of course, we're going to post a link. Flicka, based on everything you've come to know about the power of sound, the power of music, is there a certain frequency or a certain uh, megahertz sound frequency that is being played throughout various music, throughout various media that invokes a negative reaction? And is there one that necessarily invokes a positive reaction? Because I'm seeing some things where apparently if the frequency is at a lower bit, like a slightly lower level, it kind of has a catastrophic negative effect on people. And if it's tweaked in a slightly different direction, it has a positive impact. I was wondering if there's any validity to that. Yes, let me explain that. Thanks for bringing that up. There's a certain amount of confusion around that. Um, uh, it is a way of... Uh, what is detrimental to uh, your the the energetic body and also your mind is uh, a way of tuning, um, which you've heard the 440 tuning. Mm-hmm. So that is a way of tuning, which is a little bit elevated up, which then causes a certain amount of stress and anxiety as uh, people hear all of the music that is tuned to 400 and 440 hertz for for the A. Uh, If you've ever been to a symphony orchestra, you know that at the beginning, the oboe plays a note and then everybody in the orchestra tunes off of that note. And what he is playing is an A at 440 hertz. And then everybody tunes off of that note. But sadly, that was changed right uh, during World War II and afterwards. Um, by uh, the German propaganda master Goebbels, who wanted to create a feeling of unease in the population. They're easier to control or to sway to what they want. You know, fear is a great motivator. So that's what they did. And, um, and then it was accepted in the 1950s by the American Federation of Musicians. So all orchestras uh, throughout the world are tuned to this higher it's a higher expression of the note A, just a few cents above it. Now, what was before uh, World War II and uh, was popular uh, with Verdi and with many of the French Romantic composers 
was tuning A at 432 hertz, which was just a little bit lower. Interestingly enough, when music is tuned to 432 hertz for the A, that it corresponds to the sacred geometry within your own body. So it has a great affinity to bring calm and peace and coherence to your energetic system if you are tuned to 432 hertz. All of my music, every every bit of it is tuned to 432 hertz A. And... Um, and I find that people respond, they say, oh, it's so relaxing. I could just feel peaceful when I listen to your music. You can find a lot of examples on YouTube that which play the same piece of music tuned to 440 hertz and then tuned to 432 hertz. So that may be what you are um, asking me about. Yes. And also, I just want to say that, you know, even if I didn't know who you are, I listen to your music and it is beautiful it is something that if you very especially if you're very sensitive you feel it's just like it's it's like a beautiful uh it's a rush i'd say it's so peaceful and soothing how does a person tell if they're listening to something at 432 or 440 is there any way you can tell are you just generally gonna have unease if you listen to something well uh, yeah, I would say a lot of it is subjective. Unless you have a tuning fork or tuning systems, there are some apps that you can get that uh, will be able to designate if you're listening to music at 432 or 440. Um, but can I hear it? I, I mean, it's just only my subjective uh, um, realization or effect that uh, I say, oh, that, you know, that there's something off with that music. Okay. And when you listen to something at any particular vibration, is that necessarily just impacting human beings or human beings only able to attune to something uh, at a certain uh, frequency and that affects them? Like can that frequency of 440 be better for animals or certain species of animals? Uh, Does every single living species on earth basically attune to their own music frequency or is that something that is a universal um, frequency? Well, because I believe that sacred geometry is reflected in all living things, animals included. Um, certainly the trees and the flowers and the, the uh, universe and the star systems and everything uh, aligns with that sacred geometry template, which we know about the spiral. Um, that music that is tuned to 440 hertz will not align. So. Um, Music at 430, at 432 hertz will, will be beneficial for all living things, your kitties and your dogs included. Um, so I've heard of people playing 432 music in rescue shelters for dogs mm-hmm. and the barking uh, dissipates or quiets down a lot. They, they just feel more calm. Well, fascinating. What are types of media? that you can be consuming? Is it all mainstream media out there, all mainstream TV, radio shows, things on YouTube that are all aligned to that certain frequency of the 440? Or is 432 something that's pretty accessible to find if you have to look for it? And I'm just curious because some people may be uh, you know, looking for something more peaceful or maybe looking for even things like the chakra balancing or maybe looking for other things where they listen to uh, a metronome or an alpha brainwave frequency. 
yet they may be getting at 440. How can you, what are some of the best ways to seek out the 432? Um, it well, you can find it on YouTube. It's easily found on YouTube. Um, uh, you just put in music uh, tuned to 432 hertz, and a lot of things will will come up for you. And there are also apps that you can run your own favorite music through, and it will tune it down to 432 hertz. Okay. Um, yeah, a, a lot of what we see on tele. I don't honestly, Ryan. I do not listen to TV anymore. It just makes me crazy. I just there's something that comes through the sound that is just so. Um, uh, I feel ill at ease. I feel almost physically ill. So, um, and this is what is coming at us now. And um, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk please. a little bit about that, please. Okay, so. Um, I've been thinking a lot about how music and sound has uh, impacted us um, during the last two years. And as, as you know, what we've all been, we all know what we've been through. And the fact is, is as I kind of look at it from a real objective viewpoint, I see that we have been um, put under the same torture techniques. And I don't use that word lightly that uh, has been used um, by uh, the CIA and uh, MK Ultra, the Monarch programming. Jeez. Is that, is that, when you say torture, is that something that is just something that's coming out for all, is that, is that coming out in all uh, mass media that's being consumed? Is that something that's consumed and uh, it's emitting through all sound well, here? Let me, let me explain that a little bit more as, as yeah. I've kind of gone through this in my own mind. Um, is that I, I because I've been aware of how uh, the music industry has been, uh, let's say, turned. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gone from a healthy, you know, wonderful music that brings us all closer, that uh, improves our mental uh, uh, attitude and health, to something that um, uh, is very detrimental and dangerous. So uh, in doing that, I was looking at some of the information on the the music industry now, and I started digging in and and found that some of the techniques um, that have been used on us during the whole uh, pandemic, the lockdowns, the masking, the fear mongering, all of that were the same techniques that are used uh, in some of these um, black psyop operations to break down uh, a population of people so how are they doing this how are they how are they getting this the, the frequency out well it's um you turn on your television ryan <laughs> and and are are listen to uh, uh what you hear on popular music it's it is full of um very discordant harmonies, uh, words that carry energy. And we know that uh, words carry energy and what the lyrics that are being used now are um, demeaning and harmful. So don't think that it's innocent just by hearing a word that you say, oh, you shouldn't be using that word. No, that word carries energy and it could really be hurtful. So, um, so this is this is what I see happening now, and I, I'm extremely concerned. Um, and so that's why I'm even more um, dedicated to trying to get my music across to people because 
my music heals and the other breaks down. If, if, if people are thrown into fear constantly, the mind does something like it, it downshifts into the reptilian brain because it's seeking safety. Critical thinking goes out the window. So people who are constantly barraged by this music and the fear that comes with it, uh, they are losing their ability to be for, for rational thought. Yeah, very fascinating. You brought that up, and something just came to mind is one of the reasons why I, I choose not to eat meat is because I don't want to consume anything where an animal has experienced. Well, first of all, I don't want to, I don't want to support any kind of suffering from an animal, but the animal that fear that experiences, I feel that that fear becomes embedded in, in the flesh. And it, people consume that. And then I also think about people who get tattoos. Maybe they get tattoos that are like negative. And that negative energy becomes embedded in who they are. And then I think about the experiments that were done. I think with, I forget the bone in Hasamoto or something. He did experiments where he would say something positive and say something negative and look at water under a microscope and notice that there were distinctive changes from positive or negative. So because, because we're 7% water and we're hearing some positive, some negative things, do you think that these negative things that are happening, this negative music, the negative media that would be coming out, is ultimately transforming people, transforming their the, their DNA to a degree because it's imprinting or embedding in them or putting the, the negative messaging in, in them at the cell level? I absolutely agree with you, a hundred percent. We it's a doctor. Masuru Emoto. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did, as you stated, did these experiments by putting symbols, just symbols on water. And then he looked at the before and the after, if there was a symbol of love or even the word love, um, that the water would be more coherent and even more intricately designed. And the opposite was true. It was, it was more discordant uh, shapes, uh, not very uh, coherent. If the word was, and I won't even say it, mm. uh, but people can use their their imagination. But yes, um, uh, I am. I honestly am beginning to see everything is connected at the energetic level. There really is no matter. It's all energetic, and um, so music, words, thoughts the uh the emotions that you would pick up from meat that had been traumatized absolutely it will it would influence your body as well so um yeah i think we are in a in a totally new world here and uh what i see as transhumanism means that people are are not human anymore and that that just breaks my heart because people are losing contact with their hearts because they are not able to critically think themselves out of this, this, of this society based on fear and control. And do you think that it, it comes? What is there a point where certain people can no longer uh, be rehabilitated? Can you get to a point where, if you've experienced too much of this negative frequency, if you've consumed too much, or you've been in that place for so long? Do you do you, can you probably lose your ability to think critically and kind of step out of it and step into a higher place? Um, well, let me just present this to you. Um, so we know that children who have been abused in any way 
and you can you can just imagine they go through what they call they they uh, fragment so their brain fragments and they and they come up with alternate realities and that is the beginning of the schizophrenic uh, and the brain does that to protect itself to find a safe place so um what is happening now is it's a it is a form of abuse and trauma that's happening to people and they are fragmenting and they are separating. That is what the the um, mass formation psychosis is, is that the, to to accept that this is happening to them or their loved ones. They cannot handle it. They'd rather just stay dead. Inside. Wow. So um, is there a way out? I think if if uh, if people start to recognize what has happened to them and say, I'm going to fight my way out of this, I'm going to I'm going to connect to my my head and my heart. I'll do it no matter what, whatever it takes. Okay, And that's that's, love your answer. And people on the path and say, for example, uh, people listening right now say, "Okay, Flicka, well, let's take some action right away and are there any types of musical instruments that people can play are there any certain kind of uh, notes they can be playing which will kind of put them on a path of listening to experiencing the full healing sounds of music because sometimes I guess if you're looking at certain types of music obviously it's negative but are there certain instruments they can be playing which will kind of put you on a path which will allow the music to be begin to heal you or at least access the uh, more beautiful celestial elements of the music. Um, well, I do know that that uh, although there's a lot of value in recorded music, and obviously my music is recorded and people mm-hmm. listen through their earphones, um, but that is compressed. Uh, any music that's recorded is is uh, digitally compressed, so you're not getting the whole spectrum or or the banquet of all of the. Uh, um, of the overtones, the harmonics. And so live music is perhaps the most healing music and classical music is always wonderful and beautiful. Um, So, and if, if someone really wants to, they could certainly take up an instrument. So, you know, to go play the piano or a guitar to explore that world themselves in a live music environment in which they are playing it themselves tuned to 432, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, yes. Now listening, listening to beautiful, calm music will do uh, because the brain is so plastic. We know that we can restructure some of the neural pathways uh, so if someone through this, these two, three years that we've gone through of, of like being hyper alert and uh, uh, afraid and concerned and can't see anybody, got mm-hmm. a mask up and all of that, we want to return to a place of, you know, loving ourselves and our neighbors and uh, to um, listen to music that is calm because you can restructure the brain out of a reactive state into a reflective state. Okay. So those two pathways. Yeah. And then singing. Oh oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. Sing every day. Just. I wish I could like that. But if I sing, I cause people to just cry. I don't have the beautiful voice that you do. 
I don't believe that, Ronnie. I don't believe that at all. Give me a note. Try me. I will sing it. And oh, my son, uh, my, my son. Can you match that? Uh, 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 you're right. You can't. Okay. <laughs> My son tells me that daddy don't, don't sing along. Mommy, you can sing. Daddy, you can't sing. <laughs> All right. Well, you can just be the audience and enjoy it. How's that? I can clap. <laughs> you can clap. <laughs> um, uh, it's like a, sometimes I'm, I'm a huge fan of classic rock. I love classic rock. I'm, I love Joe Satriani. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that some of the things I listen to, uh, okay, well, they probably don't have that, that 432 frequency. And uh, some people, you know, they listen to music and, okay, it transports them back into a time or it makes them remember a point in their life where they were very happy. So what is the balance between listening to music where it triggers you into a state when you felt really great, or it's just you know good music compared to, okay, well, I'm listening to music that's making me feel good. It, it's triggered me to a positive state, but it's still at, at a different frequency. Do, do those two kind of negate themselves if you listen to music that makes you feel good and you know it's yeah. really good? So how does that, how does that work that you can listen to music that makes you feel good at 440? You know, if it, if you love it, then that's that's going to trump everything. If yeah. you love that music, you feel good, then dog on it, listen to it and enjoy it and sing along in your little croaky voice. It would be <laughs> for you. Uh yeah, no, I'm not so much a purist that I don't, you know, say if it, I mean, you you know, there have been studies done with uh, uh, old folks home when they play music from the time when they were young and they begin to have more energy. They their eyes brighten up. So they are transported back to a time when they were uh, vital. So music is powerful, powerful instrument to in, in our healing journey for everybody. Hey, um, you sharing that. And I love your book. I really learned a lot from it. And I was wondering, can you please share with the audience three or four lessons that you've learned or findings that you've discovered over the course of your life, which really prove to you that music is having a powerful impact, not only on the physical body and mental health, but is also kind of pushing you or challenging your spirit to, to grow. Wow. Uh, well, what came to mind when you first said that was um, I had a um, an incredible experience uh, after my my uncle's funeral when I lived in Philadelphia, and I was driving back from the funeral, having uh, you know great loss. I loved him very much, and I was on the Connecticut Turnpike actually. And I was playing Pachelbel's Canon, and many of your listeners know that. It's, it's an extremely exquisite piece of music. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was wrapped in light, and uh, it was spinning. And I had to pull off the, the road because I was just sobbing. It was so beautiful. I wanted to stay there forever. And I, I realized, well, I, I didn't. I was just in the experience at the time. And um, I don't know how long it lasted, Ryan. You know, I went into no time. But I was was taken up into the place where music lives. And it was was bliss for me. So it's kind of like an an out-of-body experience where you just kind of pausing? 
it was out of body. I mean, my body was there, but I was, I was in this, this, this vortex spinning light vortex with music. And I, I realized later that the portal for me was music, that that is my, for others, it's different. I'm sure maybe a visual artist, it's different, but for me, a auditory artist, it was music that that led uh, that led to my higher expression of myself, and um, and that's I was certainly involved long before that. Ever since I've been a little girl, I've been you know just clawing my way deeper and deeper into this world that I loved. Um, but it was just an extraordinary experience. Um, so I s- still get teary thinking about oh, that was like thirty years ago. 40 years ago. Uh, and of course, then you start seeing how music actually has a direct impact on healing. I thought it was really fascinating because, again, listening to your music, it feels very soothing. I've also watched you sing. So beautiful. You do it. I mean, it's of course, that the love and respect for you. But that aside, I mean, if I listen to that, it just it just has a certain frequency about it. What other um, sorry, What other types of music do you find really has an impact on people's mental health? And is there anything that you, you've seen firsthand how music directly impacts the cells on a cellular level? Okay, two things come to mind. Yeah. Right? One is um, I, I, have, uh, I have clients, as you know, and many of them say, my mind is just a jumble. I can't make any sense out of it. And, um, and I have suggested that uh, they listen to classical music, specifically from the Baroque period. That's Bach and Handel. Mm-hmm. Um, Mozart is a little bit later, uh, and that's good for other things. But the, to reform the structure in the brain, uh, these Baroque composers, Vivaldi, um, have an incredible influence on just how the brain talks to its to itself or how it shares information. And they came back and said, yes, I, uh, I I felt calmer or I could think clearer after listening, n- not just once. I mean, it has to be over a certain period of time, I would say a month, you know, every day listening to some Bach, um, that it will restructure the brain somewhat. Um, so what was the other, what, what did you ask? How, how I use music to... If you used uh, it to heal, I was actually, but it was, it was going to go to another question, which was, yeah, you know, you and I and some other people, we've all, you know, experienced mother ayahuasca. Oh, and, oh uh, yeah. I, yes. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> okay. Mother ayahuasca. Uh, there's nothing, there is nothing that I can compare any, mm. any three dimensional experience to mm. is that I did see, I saw it. I, she showed me, and I and I refer to it as a she because it's a female energy, extremely strong, powerful female energy. If you talk to the shaman in um, the, that that help people through this process, um, but I specifically went to the Amazon to ask her, uh, "What is it? What am I supposed to do, and how can I do that?" I knew that I was here as some sort of an ambassador for music, 
Um, and my goal was to present the clearest, most um, uh, accessible route to that information through music. And, um, and she said, you know, that she wanted, first of all, I, ex- I experienced the great love that came with um, the, the journal journey for me, although it, sometimes very painful and hard. Those points, right? Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. But on the other side is so much freedom and uh, love. Just, just you can't describe it. That to to take that experience and and uh, translate that into sound for, as she put it, the Western ear. So um, the, the shaman in South America have these songs, which they call the Icaros. Yeah which are sacred songs. And they channel that energy of mother ayahuasca through that sound that you hear them singing. It's like they've opened a portal in themselves and she comes through and sings with their body to the people who are there wanting to, to become more pure, more light filled. And so that was my, that was my challenge. And of course I accepted it. And then she also told me to write a book. So I said, oh, I, I did all of that. Slide. I'm glad you wrote the book. And look, it's just the mode I've known you. I've always, uh, I've always felt that you were a warrior. You just have this like this light warrior, like metaphysical badass. Come across, come across a couple other people <laughs> that are like that. And yeah. I have a tendency to, to bring this up a lot. So I'll bring it up again, try to do it in a different way, but. I always see that the forces of evil, the forces of control, uh, they seem to have always present themselves like they have the upper hand, like they, they seem to be in, in cahoots with some hyper, very intelligent creature, not of this world, or with entities, not of this world, that seem to be using everything to their advantage. I wonder, is there other things that people who are, are standing with the light, do we have access to... Uh, the antithesis of those evil creatures. Do we have a- access to high, a very strong intelligence to push back on equal measure? Because if they want to control, if they want to destroy, and we want to create, we want to, we want to bring peace, how do we gain the upper hand or how do we gain equal footing in, in that battle? Because it seems that the odds are very much against the forces of light when you consider what the forces of darkness are putting out. If they're blasting everyone with 440, if they're triggering everyone in a state of fear, mm-hmm. fear, perpetual fear, and people are not able to access critical thinking, well, to wake up individuals, it seems to be a one-on-one basis. And then those individuals, not only do they have to be awake, but they have to be strong and they have to be very strong. And like we need, you know, a lot more flickerons in our world. Mm-hmm. So what do you what is your perspective on that? Oh, I I thought the same thing, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I really have. Uh I'll, thank you for seeing me. Uh, as a warrior, I mean, I, I certainly don't, I don't project that. Uh, I don't say it, but I feel like that. And uh, if I'm a music warrior, then that's who I am. And I, I do feel, as I experienced in that, uh, that out-of-body experience, there is no, nothing stronger than the light. Nothing. And th- with that comes this this unbelievable amount of love. So having experienced that, I know that nothing can stand in the way of that and nothing, nothing has power over that. 
And then you look at the, you look at creation, Ryan, and you see that everything grows because it's nurtured and it's supported by sunlight and water and, and it's all beauty is, is nurturing. So how can, you know, th- that is what is our, our world is made of that. If you look closely and you, mm-hmm. and you become sensitive to that, that these, these forces of evil, there's no way they can stand against that. That no way they can stand against beauty or, or, or what I see out my window right now, which is beautiful trees. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so. our, that's our world. And it's, you look at it and you say, oh, I believe that this will persist, that we will, we will vanquish that which seems to want to take us over. We will. I hope we so. got to stand together. We got to tell each other, I love you. I love you. I see you. And um, we keep doing that with everyone, like what I did down in, in Mexico. I mean, those kids don't know the depth of what they're facing. I mean, they're just like 23, 24 year olds. And what I did is I, I kept saying, you, you're worthy. You have something to contribute and, and focusing on that. And every one of them were changed as they changed me. So um, every day, that's that's kind of what I do when I go to the grocery store. Well, this is an opportunity to, to really see the light in someone. And the more we see that in each other, the more the darkness, you, you take a candle into a room. I mean, we all know the analogy and the darkness goes away. Flicka Ron, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, Flicka is best-selling author. She's a powerful teacher. Uh, definitely one of my teachers for sure. Know more about Flicka by going to our website at flickeron.com. You can also go to another website called dacros.com. We will post links to both, and I will also post a link to Flicka Scene because it's absolutely beautiful, as well as a link to her music. Flicka, thank you so much. I love you dearly, and I honor you uh, being with us today. Thank you. I love you too, Ryan. Thank you, honey. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace love, and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.